0: We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we broadcast Loud and Queer, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and recognise their own history as well as their queer history and community members. The voice for LGBTQ youth and music only on sin. this is Loud and Queer. Welcome to Loud and Queer. I'm Luna and my pronouns are she, her.
1: Hey, and I'm Sammy. My pronouns are they, them. And yeah, welcome to Loud and Queer. Hope you're having a lovely Sunday so far.
0: If you want to find us on socials, we have Twitter and Instagram at sinloud, And we also have a Facebook. It's called Loud and Queer.
1: Yeah. And for today's show, we're going to be talking to some of the Freezer crew out in Marunda. Uh, about their Wear It Purple Day event. They've got a great uh, day coming up with drag DJs, uh, friends speed dating, awesome, lovely stuff. We're also going to be talking about the Tasty Raid because it is, uh, it was on this day in 1994, so 28 years on, I'm going to be reflecting on that. And finally, we're going to be playing uh, great new queer tunes uh, from queer artists local and international, including we've got a great new album out by El Shumato. We're going to be playing some tracks from that, so stick around for all of that. For now, we're going to be jumping into a track by Kid Haran. This one is "Ornaments." You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin.
0: One more loud and queer. Follow our socials at Sin Loud on Instagram and Twitter.
1: Bird face,
2: bloodshot.
1: You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. I'm Sammy here with Luna, and we are going to be jumping into an interview pretty soon. But before that. Uh, that track you just heard was El Shimada with Wari and Rara Zulu with Remember There. And before that was El Shimada's other track, Moon. Those are both from her new album, Home Does Not Equal Location. And yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, is an excellent violinist, producer, curator, DJ, multi-instrumentalist based here in Nam. Yeah, definitely check out that new album, Home Does Not Equal Location. And yeah, now we're going to jump into an interview we've got. We uh, had a sit down with some members of the Marunda. Freezer, they are putting on an all ages drag show for the queer youth of Maroonda and beyond. It's going to be in celebration of Wear Purple Day on August 26th at Evie's Youth Centre. Uh, yeah, you'll hear about some of what's in store for the day, but uh, it is all ages. It's completely free to register. You can find out more at Maroondah Youth on social media, or you can uh, head to the Try Booking link at trybooking.com cbcth, but for now, let's jump into this interview. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. I'm joined by El Nash and Jasper from the Marunda Freezer Program. How's everyone going today?
2: Yeah, going good. Yeah, going good.
1: Awesome. All right. So, for anyone listening that might not be familiar, could you tell us what the Freezer Program is?
2: Yeah. So, Freezer is a program where um, we mentor young people in like event management, um, we do like live music events. Um, the freezer crew that we're with is Baseline Productions, and basically we do uh, all age events all year round. And some things that we've already done are Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers concert, and upcoming we have uh, Wear are Purple Day, obviously, and we have the Sully Sully concert.
1: Yeah, fantastic! What has it been like producing like events as a part of freezer? It's
2: been like really cool. It's and it's such a good experience too. Like I didn't think that I'd be doing this, but It's so, like, fun. Yeah. I started doing Frieza about halfway through the program. So I had no, like, preconceived notion of what we were going to do. But, like, from the beginning, there's been a great, like, community. I've already learned so much, and I've only done one event so far. Um, And figuring out how to do all the events together, it's really collaborative. And it's great to have all these people to bounce ideas off of and, like, make each event our own personal thing.
1: Yeah, awesome. Before we talk about the Wear It Purple Day event, um, keen to hear how kind of organising a concert for um, Teen Jesus was? Because I feel like a lot of people listening might not really know kind of what goes into preparing for an event like that.
3: Oh, yeah, and it was, like, really fun. I mean, we had to, like, deal with all the, like, creative stuff, like, deciding the bands, like, support, lighting design and stuff. But because, like, we have, like, our great youth workers, most of the logistical side was left up to them so it was like it was a really streamlined process. For, for to, like we just had our ideas told if they were viable or not and didn't really have to like worry about any like the money or that besides like the budget or, like any of those technical stuff which was like really
1: nice yeah
2: yeah we had um a lot of great people helping us with like lighting um doing the soundtrack uh checks and everything we had people where we organized food for the event um all beans of us spilled. yes we did spill many a beans from the food truck <laughs> um we had the you know entire freezer crew helping with cleaning up the area setting it up um and it was all us working together to decide what bands would be playing with uh, teen jesus and everything like that
1: yeah awesome extremely hands-on that's fantastic so can you tell us a bit about uh what you've got coming up for wear at purple day
2: yeah so um For Wear It Purple Day, we have a bunch of drag performers and queer performers. So some of the drag performers we have are Gloss, Pompey Fress, Crayola, Alexander McQueen, There's a Problem, Patrick Collins, Randy Roy. We also have DJs, uh, Hip Hop Ho, and we're going to be doing face painting, photo booths, badge making, friendship speed dating, and we're going to have a Wear It Purple Costume contest where we just encourage everyone to be loud, proud, and wear purple.
1: Yeah, awesome. um And why did you want to put on like a Wear It Purple Day event specifically?
3: Young like queer people proportionally to their, like cis and straight counterparts like have like worse mental health outcomes and more likely to be homeless and all that like really sad statistics, which like, a lot of people listening to the program probably already know about. And just good like have a day. We just like come to where they're like not like trying to be but just. Forget that and, like celebrate and just in like it's really safe environment where like everyone can just be and do whatever they want and just so we don't like have to be sad all the time.
2: Yeah, and just like what? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really about um community. Where Purple Day does happen, um, every August of the year. We wanted to make it a big event where queer people, people who aren't um cis or straight, or the allies that support the queer youth can just come together make friends and just experience the event as a queer community.
1: Yeah, awesome. This is kind of, this might be a hard question for everyone because you've obviously been very involved with all the kind of stuff happening on the day, but what's everyone like looking forward to most?
2: I can definitely answer that question. Um, I was a big part of helping figure out some of the drag queens that are going to come to the event. Um and that was one of the main pitches that I had for the event. So I'm super excited for um all the drag queens that are gonna be there and drag performers and queer performers.
1: Yeah, awesome.
2: Yeah, like the drag is gonna be really interesting because like I don't really know a lot about drag. So that'll be like fun. Oh, and also like the DJ the DJ stuff will be cool.
3: I'm just like more excited like, more than anything. Excited about like the positive like vibration, like you know, just having a space and in the day we'll just like like get all like queer like youth and allies as well to get to like have a night where we just get to like watch drag forms and just have fun without having to worry about anything else more than anything
1: yeah yeah that's a great point yeah so uh, lots of great DJs and drag queens booked and like especially Randy Roy I've loved him for a long time um that's that's awesome but yeah some of the other stuff going on like the friendship speed dating uh yeah it seems like a really great Way for the community to kind of come together. So yeah, awesome work, everyone. For anyone listening that might want to uh, attend, uh, we have a try booking
3: page on our so- on our social media, which is on Facebook and Instagram at Marinda Youth, and it's like on Instagram, which be like go to like in our bio and just try booking. link and it's completely free.
1: Yeah, awesome. And uh would you say that the at Marinda Youth is probably a good place to keep an eye on for like future events and kind of stuff happening with the youth services?
3: Uh, future events as well, and also like you like other performer announcements. Like we might book a few more performers. You'll see them there. Uh, we're doing a Slowly, Slowly kick later in the year. The posters for that will go up on there as well. So everything that we as a program are doing, but also everything else that, uh, that is Maroondah Youth based that we aren't running. Like there's a bunch of other programs which are run by Maroondah Youth, which we don't involve in, but there's also going to be there as well.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for joining me. Um, anything else you want to add?
3: Just
2: make sure to keep on track and, you know, mark the Wear it Purple event in your calendars. Keep an eye on um, at Marinda Youth. We have so much fun stuff coming throughout the year. Uh, lots of celebration of Fair Youth and just fun events and gigs coming up. So definitely keep an eye out.
1: I also want to mention just again that uh, you can find out more about that event you just heard about from Frieza uh, at Marinda Youth on Instagram and Facebook or go to the Try Booking link directly, trybooking.com slash CBCTH. All right, we'll jump into it now. This is No Nostalgia by Agenda. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin.
0: Hi, uh, you're listening to Sin, and that was No Nostalgia by Agenda, and then For You by Val Flynn.
1: Yeah, and we're going to be talking about... The uh, Tasty Raid. It's been 28 years since then. It was on this day, around 2am this morning. Um, it's actually something that uh, our guest host, uh, Brooke, mentioned on the show last week, talking about uh, some like significant local history that uh, people should know about and listen to the older queer people in the community about. Uh, so yeah, it felt like a good time to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, big content warning for this uh, discussion, obviously, we're going to be talking about police violence, harassment and extreme force. It's hard not to, talking about uh, yeah such a significant raid. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we'll uh, lay down some context for people that might not be familiar.
0: Okay, so from Q News, at 2am on the morning of Sunday, August the 7th, 1994, 40 armed police raided a regular party event at Melbourne's Members Only Commerce Club. During the Tasty Raid, the cops conducted strip and cavity searches on 463 people. Victorian police initially defended the raid as normal, despite finding insufficient evidence to secure a single conviction. The Tasty Raid was a one-off, targeting mainly young queer people enjoying a night out. And from Archer article, Although police brutality was the norm, and still is, there was something particularly gory about the raid that occurred on the 7th of August, 1994. What began as a drug bust, Monty informed me grimly, became a strip search, a terrorization and an act of oppression. And from Red Flag article, the police have a long history of terrorizing the queer community. The first Mardi Gras itself was a political protest commemorating the Stonewall riots. Although the protesters had originally obtained a permit to march, this was revoked and the police violently suppressed the demonstration, arresting 53 people.
1: Yeah, and we'll um, we'll bring all three of those articles up again throughout the discussion. But so just to credit them, the first one was um, a Q News article that just came out today by Destiny Rogers called On This Day, The Tasty Raids, Hands Against the Wolf. Uh, and yeah, we also talked, uh, credited there. Uh, Melbourne's Tasty Raid, Learning a History of Queer Culture and Resilience by Christina Karantonis for Archer. And finally, I'm Remembering the Tasty Raid, Nightclub 20 Years On by Christopher Pascal for Red Flag. Um, yeah, so i guess as well to like emphasize the the aspect especially uh, this is from the q news article um the uh people were told not to move stand where they are, with their hands on their head and they will uh, remain like that for almost two hours and then um it took police up to three hours after that to um search everyone and people felt like hostages in the nightclub um and like during this time as well it's like worth Noting that these were like very brutal police yelling like abuse and, um, yeah, all the you know, particular kinds of slurs you could imagine at these people, it was, yeah, very uh, humiliating and like horrific time for everyone there, yeah. And then, um, police, like you said, they later told the media they recovered large quantities of drugs, um, but only two drug related arrests actually resulted from the raid, and uh, police. Later, even dropped those charges because of a lack of evidence. So, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, public outcry was like immediate. Um, the they had the police claimed it was from an anonymous tip off, but then a subsequent class action lawsuit resulted in a payout of about six million. And uh, yeah, in twenty fourteen, the police apologized, uh, but none of the participating police attended the apology, despite everyone being invited. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, well, it's at least it's good that they managed to win the lawsuit because there was a lawyer present uh, named Gary Singer. Um, and it's also good that they, um, from Van Howell, Howellingen, um, quote, we knew it was wrong, so we started the ball rolling, making some noise, and quote, so, at, yeah, there was a lot of public outcry, and it's definitely, like, good that they started speaking up about it.
1: Yeah, the, um, the Archer, uh, Archer article uh, has a lot of quotes from someone called Michael Monty, who was also there on the night. And, um, like, he talked about how activists were quick to mobilise and draw public attention to the incident. Like, to quote from him, uh, we weren't, going to be silenced uh, even though there was a media blackout and the internet didn't exist so yeah people were almost immediately like straight out of the doors after being searched were organizing and figuring out how to get the public to pay attention to this which I think definitely would have you know helped leading into the court case Um, and yeah I think that's really like uh, a big takeaway from the night and a testament is that uh, even though people had just been through this horrific thing they instantly kind of came together and Uh, tried to make sure everyone knew about what the police did and that uh, everyone was going to get justice. And, yeah, especially, like, within the context of that time period, uh, you know, this this is a community that had just come out of the AIDS crisis. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, to quote from Ron Van again, um, like he describes it as, like, particularly euphoric, we had just survived the 80s losing our friends to HIV. This was the start of something else. Um, for the patrons of Tasty, collectively, was something learned through the AIDS crisis. AIDS was the reason we became active. There was a general camaraderie based on lost members of the community, lost friends. We were already a wounded community, but that gave us our strength. Um, so yeah, you know, this is a community that had already been kind of banded together uh, prior to this.
0: Mm. And I'm glad that like, they have been held accountable and they, like the police need to continue being held accountable in the future. Uh, from the Red Flag article, it says that police around the country now routinely employ gay and lesbian liaison officers, but it's clear from recent incidents like the one involving Jackson Reed that these liaison officers are nothing more than pinkwashing.
1: Yeah, Jackson Reed was a, a gay man who was murdered... Uh, I believe it was around 2014. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and there's been, you know, even very recent news, like um, in the cases of Melanie Bruno, where it's not, you know, on-duty officers, but there's still people high up in the police forces or in the military that, yeah, can get away with uh, murder and harassment, violence against the community because um, of their positions of power. So, yeah, like the the red flag article suggests that a lot of the Layers and officers' positions could be interpreted as pinkwashing. And uh, I definitely think there's precedent to, like, let's say that that, that's a fair assessment. Um, Yeah, especially because um, the Vic Pride lobby did actually uh, conduct a survey in 2021 where they found that four in five queer Victorians still don't trust the police. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty pretty damning figures. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. I definitely feel that way Uh, in... Most instances.
0: <laughs> uh, if any of these topics have um, made you uncomfortable, or if you need any help in any way, you can call the hotlines as we mentioned: Q Life one 527 or online Rainbow Door at one 367 Switchboard, one 184 527
1: Yeah, we'll jump into our next song now before we get into our final segment for the show. Uh, language warning for this one. This is Mercury by Steve Lacey.
0: Hi, welcome back to Sin. That was Mercury by Steve Lacey from his newest album, Gemini Rides.
1: Yeah, Gemini Rides for sure. Do you? What's your opinions on rights for Geminis, Luna?
0: Oh, of course. uh, Like, Geminis get a lot of hate for no reason. But I think they are, like, I don't know. They deserve more than, like, being the, like, how can I say it? The antagonist when it comes to, like, Zodiac star signs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a a great album name. Great album. All right. We're going to be doing a quick froth on now. Uh, If you haven't listened to the show before, we just talk about something we enjoyed from the week. So Luna, do you want to start us off today?
0: All right. So my froth or not is, um, I, so there's a new season of Made in Abyss, an anime, and season two is currently airing and I haven't watched it before. So I decided to watch season one with my partner and it's really good. And I also watched the movie, um, It's not, like, not a lot of people talk about it. Season one came out in, like, somewhere around 2015, and it's been, like, six or seven years, and now season two is coming out. Um, I would definitely say it's quite gory, but the premise is there's a huge hole that, like, extends down um, infinitely, and these people exploring people explore this hole and it's called the abyss and this kid and this kid i forgot i've forgotten her name but she wants to go down to the bottom of the hole because she wants to see her mom who is allegedly there um and yeah gory bad things happen but honestly it's a great show (laughs)
1: yeah yeah i feel like not just in anime but like a lot of TV right now, Um, it's just like really horrific characters or horrific concepts that like redeemable characters are going through. It's just like, yeah, the trend right now, but definitely helps you get like very engaged in the characters very quickly. Yeah. But yeah, no, that sounds good. I I watched the Bob's Burgers movie recently uh, this week. Very good. Uh, Love Bob's Burgers, but also kind of heavily involved around um, kids falling into a hole. Coincidentally. Oh, so, funny. There you go.
0: <laughs> so, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, what did we speak about today? So, we had the news whip and also an interview for Wear at Purple Day, which is coming up.
1: Yeah, um, definitely check out at uh, Marinda Youth on social media. And um, yeah, definitely thanks to all the Freezer Youth crew who came onto the show to talk about that. Uh, We also had a chat about the Tasty Raids. Um, Kind of, it is they happened on this day, twenty eight years ago. So we kind of just reflected on that. How the queer community kind of feels about the police nowadays, just going off recent surveys Mm. and uh, all that. Yeah, and then we have just done our froth or not, of course.
0: So. We have a podcast and you can find it on major uh, podcast streaming platforms like Omni and Spotify if you want to listen to Loud and Queer again. And we also have a Spotify playlist if you liked any of the songs and want to keep listening. It's called the Loud and Queer Mixtape 2022 on Spotify.
1: Yeah, and you can also find us on other social media at Sin Loud. Uh, definitely follow us on Instagram. Uh, stories is probably what we post the most of nowadays. And yeah, otherwise, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next Sunday, same time, 3 to 4 p.m. here on Sin. All right, we're going to finish off today on a track by Moonchild, Stanley featuring Sad Night Dynamite. This one is Demon. This is from Moonchild's latest album, Phases, released earlier this year. All right, you've been listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. Thank you.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Sin Media.